Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to HGS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 217. Are you doing the theme song in your head right now? Maybe. Um, This is episode 217 for the week of January 9th, 2022. The title for this episode is The Faults of Free-to-Play, Will. Mm. The faults of free to play. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire. If you know, or you know who it is. Uh, and this week I'm joined by the man who is now the biggest optic gaming fanboy of all time, <laughs> Will, aka I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? You know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. As you saw when I walked in, I was in like five layers of clothes, so trying to stay warm. It's uh, it's it's cold in Minnesota. Oh, I was just about to quote um, what the fuck? Cold like Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Who who uh, who did that? Who, who? I don't. That? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> just like how you're like, I'm not even fucking doing this right now. Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, thank you for asking. What is up? Uh, oh God. Oh, hepatonic. Hepatonic. Is that right? Did I get that? That looks good. Did I get that? Am I right there? Did I get that? Yo, what's up? Did I get that? What's up? Uh, And then, dude, welcome to the live show as well. Good to see you. Beautiful name. Good to see you. A dude. Berg, good evening as well. And then the one, the only, Mark Gnomes in the chat, Voodoo Man. Welcome to you as well. Hope you're doing well, especially not dealing with the HCS bullshit. Uh Um, To everybody tuning in the live show, welcome. Um, Hope you're having a great night. And, uh... This isn't to this isn't to enforce it to happen, but you know. Also, what's up, Tango Enforcer? Welcome. Oh, How did you pronounce that? I'm just fucking amazing. You know, that's what, <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I do. If you want somebody who fucks up names, that's me. Just, that's him. Just wait. <laughs> just wait and see. Uh, you should put that emote in the chat right now. <laughs> oh, oh, should I? <laughs> um, we have Twitch emotes for the first time ever. Um, so if you are following the channel, you should have access to some follower emotes. If you are sub to the channel, you should have access to some sub emotes as well. Um, so yeah, we, we finally, it's been, um, it's been a long time since we started the live show. Yeah. And we never fucking got, what's up, Shio? Welcome back. We've never had emotes on Twitch because we're just, we're, I'm slow. Okay. I'm just really fucking slow at this shit. So we finally, Will found a phenomenal artist, um, Mr. Drex. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, yeah, reached out to him. He was very prompt, um, very efficient, answered all of our questions. Uh, they came in a lot faster than I thought they would. To oh, be he honest. killed it. Like yeah. three or four days. Yes. This motherfucker destroyed it. Uh like it took a couple days for like sketches, right? And then yeah, within three or four days we had we had full emotes, which there is you nuts. Go. There you go. So yeah, we have some uh we have some follower emotes, some tier one sub emotes in there. Um we'll get tier two and three eventually, but they're there for you. Go ahead and spam the fuck out of them if you like to. Unless you get banned because of it, in which case I'm sorry. Maddie about damn time. <laughs> oh, Maddie, want to talk about fucking merch, you bitch? Hey, 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 hey. Took you long enough. Cap of my ass. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, Tango says, I see subscriber emotes. Do you? Are you sure? Are you sure, Tango? You should post one and find out. 
what's that saying? Fuck around and find out. But we're not fighting anybody. Yeah, that's not. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just using that <laughs> in a different context. You're getting so of aggressive the right off the bat. I am. Jesus. That's what I do on the show. I just get aggressive. Um, Will, do you want to know what's on this week's episode of the show? Yeah. What do you got? COVID continues to cause issues with land events. Unfortunate, but true. Um, Sad but true. Tournaments are announced for the week. For the week. Rosters are confirmed. Scrims and tournaments are recapped because that's what our fucking show consists of. Um, Tango says, I clicked it, but I'm not a subscriber. I just follow. Oh, so you can see what they are, but you can't actually post them. Well, it is what it is. Our f- we have three topics today, Will. Three. Okay. Yeah. First topic is uh, the HTS Pro Series Week 1 and Open Series Week 2 results. So that's going to be like... Because we have a lot to talk about in terms of that space. We're going to loop that into a topic. Um, our second topic is of mines cheating allegations. Talk about that. And our third topic is of the good old mangly dangly. The mangler? The mangler. People are fucking upset online uh, about I, the mangler. And I I, I enjoy it. I, I know. know. We have we have like thoughts of a of a I'm going to put it quotes, normal person. And so I, I included Mickwin's statement in our, in the show. And I think he kind of sums it up perfectly. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring his context into here because for those who don't know, uh, Mickwin worked at three, four, three. Um, so he may or may not have had a little bit more of a say on how the mangler performed. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm not putting words into his mouth. I'm just, I'm just saying he worked for three, four, three as it, he worked on infinite. So, I thought his con his context was uh it was very level headed context as well, so I like that. The end of the three sixty Halo era, Will. It's coming up. The CDL might be making an update to the format. And they still don't have a third game mode. And uh video games to round out the show. Without further ado, Will, let's get into some competitive news. Important update regarding the Pen Halo Winter Land. This is by Pen Halo over on Twitter, and I quote. We are rescheduling the Penn Halo Winter Land from its originally scheduled date, January 21st to the 22nd, to March 4th through the 5th. Out of an abundance of caution and due to the high number of COVID-19 cases, Penn Halo and uh, GameQ Lounge have agreed this is the uh, safest, safest option at this time. Refunds are available through February 1st, and all other passes will be honored on the rescheduled date. What's up, Halo Creation? Welcome to the live show. Penn Halo will host a $1,000 online tournament on January 22nd. It will be free to enter for all pass holders. The result of this tournament will inform the seating for the Winter Land. Both uh, Penn Halo and GameQ Lounge, thank you for your patience and understanding as we respond to the situation. We look forward to seeing you online and in person. Dude states, uh, goodbye 360 30fps Halo. You will always be remembered with good, fond, and happy memories. That's right, dude. That's right. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. And we're all dudes. Hey! What is that from? Good Burger. I don't remember that. What? Oh, and I get shit for not watching Mighty Ducks. <laughs> God! <laughs> and now, now uh, people are talking about, like, you haven't seen the Mighty Ducks? No, no I haven't. That, that was a thing in, in Discord. In Discord, yeah. You should join the Discord if you haven't already. We talk about movies it's, and shit on Josh for not watching them. <laughs> It's been, I, I don't yeah, remember been, like specific quotes from a lot of movies. Like, I've seen Good Burger, but I just don't remember that. It's okay. 
Because I was about to do the whole like, and you know this one. I was about to do the whole dude, where's my car? Oh, uh, yeah, like yeah, dude, yeah. sweet. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. do that back and forth. We, oh, yeah, too often. It too. <laughs> um, Tango says, "What changes? I've seen something about it. I'm interested." Uh, we'll get to it in the topic, really. But the the discussion is around: Do you nerf the mangler? Because right now it is a one shot melee kill, so it's just a one shot anywhere and just melee and it's a kill, right? So the question is. Or not really a question. It's like the discussion is around, uh, do you nerf the Mangler, make it more than a two-shot beatdown? Do you switch it to be a weapon pad uh, gun on a static time? Wait, no, on a on a dynamic timer to where when the ammo has been run out of the weapon, then it'll respawn again. Um, do you increase the amount of time it takes for it to respawn? Do you remove it from some maps? What 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 happens? Uh, but that's that's the conversation that's taking place. And like I said, we have Mickwin's statement on this uh, in the show notes. You can look at it ahead of time if you want to. We'll get to it in the topic. Um, so, yeah. Europa Halo is looking for stream content. This is by Europa Halo on, and on, on Twitter in a quote. Are you an EU-based Halo content creator? I'm not. But if you are, do you want us to feature your content in our upcoming broadcasts? Not ours, but Europa Halos, that is. Our break screen needs you. So, if you are an EU-based content creator and you make Halo-related content, obviously, go check out Europa Halo and uh, get your shit on their fucking break screens. Because nobody likes looking at a fucking break screen. We've talked about it so often on this show. It's insane. Tango says, looking forward to the topic. Looking forward to you being here for the topic, my friend. Halo Infinite multiplayer map tips. The the saga continues. Yes, it does. You know, we should come up with sequel names for this. But um, for those who haven't been paying attention, every week, these are by Wonder Boy. Phenomenal, by the way. If you haven't checked, if you haven't been paying attention, every week he basically puts out a new one for, for one of the maps in Halo Infinite. And every week I just include all of them in the show notes so everybody can just see them at one time. So there are links for Live Fire, Streets, bizarre and newly released Aquarius. So if you want the hot tips with the jumps and the little techniques that you can do on each map, check out those videos. They're short, they're sweet, they're concise, they're fantastic. And of course they're voiced over by Wonder Boy. And who doesn't want something voiced over by Wonder Boy? Um, HCS Pro Series Finals format updated. So these last few news stories that we have here in competitive news are all strictly around the HCS. Okay. So HCS pro series finals format has been updated. This is by Heinz. He states we've updated the HCS pro series final format to have best of five in winner's final losers, final and grand finals in the reset. If a reset is to take place before it was only best of three and no. So that got changed. So, good shit, Heinz. I feel like the initial concept may have been uh, we need to move this tournament along and get it done. But for competitive integrity that we've talked about so many times, best of five is really what needs to happen for finals. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and also, the bracket amount got updated to be the 512 max again. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. Well, it already took place. I know. We already had a tournament happen with it. So I just hope it continues to be okay. Yes, be okay. That's the key there. I like how you just <laughs> phrase that. Be okay. It I like is that. what it is. 
competitive communication. There's, there's a thing that we've said on this show for a very long time, right? Is that my biggest concern that had taken a turn for the bright side during MCC was 343's communication in terms of their fixes, what they're working on, what's coming in the future, whatever it may be. I hope that level of communication is the same and or better with Infinite. I understand that the holidays took place, so it was difficult, okay? But I feel like things have been a little lacking. This is the competitive aspect. I also have a normal aspect later on in the show, which actually got touched on literally moments before we started doing the show today. Hmm. Okay. So competitive communication this is by many. Snipe down stated. So this is about the mangler kinda. This is more about communication as a whole, though. So Snipe Down says, Mangler needs to be on the same spawn cycle as the Heatwave and Shotgun ASAP. Shit is on a 30-second spawn timer and feels like three people have it at all times due to how much ammo it has. Halo Comp needs some quality of life updates. Wouldn't mind this for thrusts for Aquarius also. Lucid states, agreed. Just need literally any flow of communication at this point about anything in regards to feedback like this. Where are the updates about updates at? Snipedown replied, I was wondering the same thing. Felt like we used to have a way to voice these concerns. Definitely looking for some more open forums for this in the future. Frosty replied with, and I, I really wanted to take note of this. I remember getting into Discord calls with people during Halo 5 to have open discussions. Would love to do something like that again. Feel like we got things changed quickly as well. And then Tashi chimed in and stated, Hi guys, we're definitely, uh, we've definitely been seeing all the feedback and talking about it internally, especially for big ones like the Mangler. With regards to official methods to feedback, surveys are on the way so we can capture it all in a clear and concise way. And then he CCs Heinz on it. So it's something, something Heinz's team must be working on. Sure. The, the only point I want to say, and this isn't a dunk on anybody, it's just an observation, is that it is currently the 10th of January, okay, when we're recording this show. Mm-hmm. Raleigh took place a little less than a month ago. No, two, three weeks? Three weeks? Three weeks. Is what will be four weeks next week, right? Yeah. 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 So a little less than a month. And I again, I get it. I bet it's because of the holidays that took place, but the fact that the surveys still haven't gone out yet. So hopefully those get out as soon as possible. And uh, I'm really excited. I hope we get uh, information as to what, uh, if, if we don't get the survey, um, just like getting insight as to what the survey contained. And then obviously from Tashi and the HCS team, how that feedback is going to be taken into consideration and what they're doing moving forward. And I know that we, we did talk about either last week or the week before or something where Tashi did come out and say that, they are working on a blog post for sometime early in 2022, which we'll talk about addressing feedback and all that. So hopefully we get all of this quickly. Yeah. Quickly. Um, and finally, this was, this was expected, but it's official now. An update regarding the HCS North America regional finals at DreamHack Anaheim 2022. This is by the HCS. Due to the rapidly changing environment around COVID-19 and the rising number of cases, we'll be changing the upcoming Anaheim Regional Championship to no longer include spectators. 
and the open bracket will now take place online ahead of the event to determine the in-person teams. In order to ensure a competitive tournament that is inclusive of the broader community, we will instead be hosting an online qualifier to find the remaining eight teams that will join the top eight teams from the HCS Kickoff Major Raleigh 2021. The safety of the Halo community as well as our staff is and always will be the top priority and will be taking additional measures on site in Anaheim to ensure the highest level of safety while also aligning with local regulations. Open events are at the core of Halo Esports and we'll always strive to maintain an open ecosystem at our events whenever possible. We'll be releasing more information about the event on Friday, January 14th, including qualifier format and dates, event format, and more. So ladies and gentlemen, mark your calendars for this Friday the 14th. We'll obviously talk about everything that gets announced on the show on Monday the following week. Um, but there you go. Yes, it's a, sh- it's a shitty situation, but uh, shit's really on the rise. Safety's got to come first. Yep. Omicron's no joke. And uh, we knew, well, we saw all the reports of case of positive cases coming out of Raleigh anyway. Yeah. We skirted by. Right? You were okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we skirted by, but... I, I, obviously, you're going to see the people who did get sick post more than the people that didn't. Absolutely. So it, it may have seemed like a large portion. I'm, I'm curious what the actual percentage was. But still, even if you didn't get COVID, a lot of people just came out sick. Yep, they got the con flu. What's up, Mar? Welcome to the live show. Um, That's it for the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo Sports needs and their new merchandise. On Tuesday, January 11th, we have the HCS Pro Series week number two for Australia, New Zealand, and Mexico. On Wednesday, January 12th, we have the HCS Pro Series four, well, week number two for EU. And then on Thursday, January 13th, we have the Please Boss Man Halo Infinite 4v4 and the HCS Pro Series week number two for North America. On Friday, January 14th, we have the EGL Master Chief Cup number six. On Saturday, January 15th, we have the EGL Halo Banish Cup, CGL Haven Among the Stars Ladies 4v4. Uh, Telespez, I probably mispronounced that. Uh, Halo Infinite 4v4 tournament. And the Twin Sun Spartan Master $10,000 draft tournament as well. What what do you... Oh, did you change that? <laughs> I just stalled. People aren't going to realize. They're going to recognize that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's it for your upcoming turns of the week presented by... NoobCombo.com! Check out NoobCombo.com for all the Halo Esports things, Will. Perfect. Did you know you can get merch there, too? Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. They didn't have it for so long, I thought it was never coming. <laughs> it's just never coming. <laughs> but Maddie's got merch. I bet Maddie's want. just sitting there like, fuck you guys. If you want if you want some Noob Combo merch, go to NoobCombo.com. Where? NoobCombo.com. NoobCombo.com! Hey, Will. What? What do we... Now, hey, before we oh, before oh, we do this... Okay. I think it's a sub emo, right? Is it? I don't remember. Or is it not? Is it or is it not? 
it's it's showing that it's it's in, it's on the top five, so it should be. Is are the top five follower ones? That's what I thought. All right, if you're able to, I want to see the roster manias in the chat because Will, what do we have next? Rostermania! All right, we got a little bit of Rostermania here. Um, Good job, Will, being the yeah, only yeah, one Yeah, I got, I got it. I got it. It's, so, for those in the chat, let me know if you cannot see those follower emotes because oh, they're, they're, dudes got them. Yeah, let's go, baby. I had an issue when we first uploaded them that I did not see them available for me right away. It took, oh, there. Oh, it took a little like maybe they just had to load up, but dudes, dudes got them. Spoiler alert: I had Justin test them. You did? Yeah, I nice. did. Okay, yeah. because he he got the he got it when like our we changed our profile pictures in Discord. Sure, he understood. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pop it off in chat, baby. Let's there go. go. There they go. Will, what do we got? All right, we'll start off with Space Station. Uh, deciding, which we've been saying deceiving this whole time, but it's actually deciding. Because I'm a fucking moron. Uh, intel from Martin before the show, well, as the show started, was that he changed his gamer tag to Zion. So there we go. Zion Williamson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's still injured for the Pelicans, by the way. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway. anyway. Uh, so it's going to be, you might see as... Zion moving forward, Ace, Tylenol, and Flazen joins them. Yes, Flazen was just announced uh, recently as their as their official fourth. Their official fourth. So don't worry, they have a set roster now. Formal can't fuck them over. So <laughs> next up, we have Shopify Rebellion. This is going to be explosive, mental, solars, and maw. And then some unfortunate news coming from Team War. They stated it over on Twitter, leaving competitive Halo due to financial reasons. Entire roster has been given another opportunity with another org. So, sad to see them going. Indeed. Sad. Indeed. But that's, uh, that's all we got for Roster Mania this week. Thank you, Will. Shall we get into some uh, scrim recaps? Yeah, yeah. Um, Do I not have a scene for we, this We anymore? don't have a scene for I scrim. I deleted it. Just put tournament league recaps on. You're fine. Fuck it. Who cares? We're in there right. like swimwear, baby. Uh, Mar says, oh, wait, Maddie says, fanatic, it has to be, has to. Oh, yeah, in terms of the Team War roster being picked up. We were talking about it in Discord, too, and it, it would make sense. Yeah. It would make sense. Um, Kind of goes against what they were saying, though, and we're going to get just four free agents. Bull fucking shit. Well, they are free agents now. Uh, Oh my god! No, apparently they were like, from the sounding of the video, it sounds like they were just picked up a meet. Like there was a talk between the two organizations. This is what it sounds like. I'm not saying this happened, but it sounded like there was a talk between the two organizations, and there and Team War was like, okay, here you go. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, scrim recaps. Four hundred GG. Go check them out. Uh, Moses has been gathering all the scrims up. And posting the results, the map and mode combinations, the VODs, all that shit. Um, links included in the Google Doc of the show. to the show, exclamation point, show notes in chat. Um, we're just going to give you the quick rundown. And you, if you want to get into the nitty gritty, you can go check out the links. On Monday, January 3rd, FaZe. 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 Beat uh, Built by Gamers 10 to 3. And then Optic Gaming. We'll talk about BBG later, by the way. That's a little tease. Uh, Optic Gaming beat Cloud9 7-6. to six. 
in some scrims. Tuesday, January 4th, G2 Esports, 7-6 against BBG. And Space Station beating Gamers first 8-5. Optic Gaming taking on FaZe, 10-3. Going in favor of Optic Gaming. And then Cloud9 versus E-United, it was a tie, 6-6. Wow. What was that, Will? Wow. Thank you. Didn't expect them to tie. I I didn't either. But again, these are just scrims. Okay? Take that as you will. Wednesday, January 5th, Optic Gaming took out E-United 8-5. Space Station Gaming went up against G2 Esports, taking it 10-3. Sentinels 7-1 against G2. And again, this time 7-5 against FaZe. Friday, January 7th, Optic Gaming 8-5 against Sentinels. They are doing really fucking well on scrims. This just does not translate to to land or or online shit. True, because we're gonna talk about with the uh, with the open series results. Um, we're gonna talk about something that happened to where uh, Sentinels are unable to play um, in the upcoming pro event because of uh, Frosty not being able to play. Like yeah, he, he has something going on. Oh, so uh, we'll we'll talk about it later. They would have to bring formal back because they, they have. Well, to no, keep... they can they can make they can make a singular roster change, and they already did by having formal. So if they make another one, they I, can't do that. They I, lose their spot. I thought the ruling was you have to keep three fourths of your team the same. So could they technically bring formal back for one, drop Frosty, and pick someone else up? Well, that's the thing is that formal is on that team because Royal Two is still suspended. So they already made the one roster move because of formal. Okay. Like it's the beginning so, of the season. So they're calling that one roster. Yes. Move. And they, they can't make another one. If they make another one, they lose their spot. Interesting. So what's up snag. Welcome back. But is formal a change though. Formal was technically a change because of the Royal two scenario. We have to keep in mind here. If Royal two never used geo filtering, Royal two would be on that roster and formal would have never been picked up. He very well maybe may have still been on Space Station for all we know. But because of the Royal 2 situation, Formal got picked up by them. That was their singular roster change. That's three-fourths of the roster still complete, right? And then, if they were to make another one, if because Frosty is unable to play for reasons I don't know. Um, but since he's unable to play, that would be a second roster change if they pick somebody else up. Because Formal is still on the team. But... But my, my question is, is they, they gained their placing from the team at Raleigh, right? Which was that team. Sure. They should have one change from that team getting that placement. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think that's how the rules are. I think you get, you get the one before. All right. It was a forced change and they lost placing already. Penalties were already given. I don't disagree with you. I'm just I'm just saying I think that's what it is. We'll talk sure. about it in a little bit too. So don't worry. We'll, we're going to come back to it. I promise. I, get you. I, get I promise. You. Sorry to throw you for a loop. No, no, no. I want I want to make sure that we have all the uh, as much of the right information as possible, especially for dude as well and the people listening slash watching. And then on Saturday, January 8th, we have Team War uh, beating Space Station 6-4. to four. G2 Esports beating oh, uh, Oxygen Esports 6-4. to four. Sentinels beating Oxygen Esports 11 to 2. E United beating G1 12 to 1. And E United actually beating Phase 7 to 6. So, those are the scrim recaps. And again, shout out to 400.gg, Moses, for uh, 
getting all that information. And again, if you want all the, the series breakdown for maps and mode combinations and the VODs for those who are streaming it, go check out the links. We'll be back in the show notes of the show. Um, dude says, like the talk here shows the rules are not that clear. And that's been a problem. Um, Maddie and Maddie and I have discussed this as well, where the rules, it, like when the, when the rule book first came out, there were a lot of inconsistencies that were taking place. And granted, I need to do more due diligence and I need to go back through the, the rule book because I wonder if everything has been updated since then. I imagine some things have, but I wonder if everything has, but, um, no, I, I hope that everything is as clear as fucking possible because the last thing you want is for an inconsistency to be had. Right. And then you have this gray area where, well, what's the, what's the rule? Like, what's the ruling here? What do we, what, what's going to happen? Am I suspended? Am I not suspended? Do I lose my points? Do I not lose my points? Am I able to compete? Am I not able to compete? I'm not talking just about Royal two. And, and I'm not even talking about just like, uh, quote unquote cheating in general, just are the rules clear or not? That's, and if they're not, that's a problem. That is a clear problem. Will, with the scrims taken care of for the week, what do we got for the tournament league recaps that happen? Yeah, we'll start off with the Halo Draft League, Halo Infinite Draft 4v4. So in fourth place, we had Kenyon Mangrove Crabs. What a name. I thought uh, so too. Third is GDT. Second is GG. First is I can't believe it's not butter. It's a good name. It's a good one. It's a good name. Does it go on the best names list? Is it, I mean, is it is it a best name? Can't believe it's not butter. Am I, I mean, it's a contender, right? We can put it on there. See how things go. Yeah. So for those who are new here, we have a, uh, as we go through these team names, these gamer tags, we have a best and worst team gamer tag names list that we actually just had an award show for. Josh got a, a jacket out, a suit jacket. <laughs> Fucking did. <laughs> and we, uh, we go through our, our best and worst gamer tags and team names of the year. So this is the start of our new list. And I can't believe it's but not butter. It's going on a good, good the good name list. The so good far? name list, right. yes, definitely the good name. Perfect. List. While you're doing that, we'll move on to the EGL Halo Banished Cup. In third, fourth, it was original names, and is it Makaz Locas? Sure. Maca Maca Second went to Halo and Gears, and first went to HSK. Next tournament, EGL Master Chief Cup number five. Mambo number five. I knew you were fucking waiting for I me knew it too. was coming. I had a piece of ice in my mouth. Uh, third, fourth, uh, Urban's Farsa and SSSM. Second went to Beans, Mocket Beans. Okay. <laughs> and first went to XEO. Here you go. Uh, next tournament here, the Halo. Oh, I, I already skipped it. Europa Ooh. Halo Kickoff Cup. It's close. It's close. I have team names, and gamer tags for this one. So here we go. Oh, yeah, baby. In eighth place, we had, is it, is it Veeam or is it V3, V3M? It's up. It's your interpretation. We talk about this every time. I know. I know we do, but come on. Uh, so one of the seventh, eighth place teams, I'm going to go with V3M because I just think it sounds better. Uh, it's faculty, strafey, dark boss, and Onay. I need to zoom in on this graphic here a little bit. <laughs> Enhance! Enhance. In seventh, eighth place, as well as Sus, it was uh, OG Snyder, Unwise, Sunriz, and 
Umana? Umana? It's, it's U-Man-H. How about that? There we go. Fifth, sixth placing. Ayer Scott England. Gaskin, Freebird, Scherzy One, and AZ. That's the, it's like what the fucking, yeah. yeah. Intergafra. Intergafra. Yeah, it's the same shit. Ireland, Scotland, and England land. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ireland, this, Scotland, England land. This next team name, though. Fifth, sixth. One, two, three, four. Simple to the point. Uh, comma. Is it? Blackjack. Blackjack? Yeah. yeah. Uh, butter? I'm going to just go with butter. Or is it Buckster? Buckster? God, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> I like butter. I like, you know, I can't believe it's not. <laughs> it's Buckster and then Luckless. God. See, we talked about messing up names. Here I am. Uh, in fourth place, Frequent Flyers. Uh, I'm going to go with Frucal, Left Eye, Defect, and High I'm Ninja. Yes. Good job. Got that one. Uh, third place went to Join the Force. It was Luke Buzz. Vision, Bose, and uh, Kadeb. Kadeb? Kadeb. That works. Second place went to Kitty Crew. It was Marine, Sticka, Mista, and Outcast. And then Team Twisted took first. It is Saray? Saray? Disarray. It's Disarray with the freaking thing in front of it. (laughs) Nolson. Is it uh, uh, Desari? I tried to. It's okay. <sighs> I just don't freaking care right now. Is it P- Petey? And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, Dalton. I'm gonna go Dalton. 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 Fuck me. All right. Like you're like I'm gonna go with Dalton, and then you just kept fucking. I'm trying. trying to figure it out because oh, I know oh, that's oh, wrong. I'm done. Ooh. I'm done. That's it for the tournament league recaps of the week. Thank you, Will. Uh, Halo Creation says quite a few former COD players joining the European Halo scene. Fuck yeah, daddy. Oh my God. All right. All right. What do we got next, Josh? Our first topic of the week. HCS Pro Series number one and Open Series number two results. Yes, they are two separate things because uh, the Pro Series... The first week of the Pro Series took place uh, last weekend. You know, last week on like Thursday or something like that. And then the Open Series for week number two started over the weekend, just before today. So we're going to go through both. Um, So the Pro Series week one results for Mexico. um, I'm going to go through the fourth through first place teams because only the four... uh, placings i believe moved on because i think eu and north america it's the top eight teams right 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 and then uh australia new zealand mexico it's top four so in fourth place was enchiladas um oh fuck i need to read these too don't i <laughs> uh would you like me to give them a shot what hold on do uh doyen season Sepstars stars timber Timber Zeus and Zark. Jesus Christ. I now understand how this sucks for you. Um, Cruelty in third place. R for Rinnegan, Reaper Rips, uh, Deco L, and Danny Knight. Timbers Esports taking home second place, which featured Noble, Magico, Pelogod, and Timbers Ram. Pelogod coming back, baby. And uh, Pittsburgh Knights. You know, 
Who would have thunk that one? Taking on first place with tapping buttons, Gambino, Atso Ochiha. I probably mispronounced that. And then PK Drift. For Australia and New Zealand in fourth place, we had Malicious. This featured Zayu, Brattles, Raided, and Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Donkey! And then we had third place with the Thrupter fans featuring Akalo, Rice, Jordan, and Clusey. Divine Mind taking up second place. Berserk, Beaston, Dante, and Slays. Mike Beaston? Oh, my God. That was a that was a Halo Wars player, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, and then in first place was the Chiefs. Barcode, Pratt, Pips, and Flex Rings. For the EU, in seventh and eighth, we had Gambit and Friends. This was Defragment, Zuh, Gambit, and DQV. And who knows, which was a Sandal, Clonely, So Snaky, and Moe's. HMCA in the fifth, sixth spot with Flux, Ramirez, Lunny, and Riots, and Mocket taking home that second, uh, fifth, and sixth spot with Batchford, Looney, Warlord, and Squashy. Quadrant taking home fourth place, SLG, Fragger, uh, Nurix, and Chick, and the Lads in third with Cristola, uh, Septic, Morga, and Quadios. Second place, Navi, as a matter of fact, Kind of jumping up a little bit there. Had a really good placing at Raleigh on land. Drop your... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just happened. Drop your... Uh, what was it? Hit the mic? Is that, smack. Yeah, smack. Drop that smack in the mic emote in the chat. If you can. I think that's a sub one, right? Yes, it is. Well, if you can. There you go. Happens once once a show. At least. At least <laughs> once a show. But yeah, Navi uh, having a really good... What's up, Raider Hater? Welcome back to the live show. Dropping the emotes. There Navi placing pretty damn well at the first HCS LAN event in Raleigh. Um, obviously, it wasn't where they wanted to place, but they placed well overall. Um, and they had really had a tough time in the online events. Like the qual- the the events and the qualifier, there's a singular, uh, leading up to Raleigh. And then the other online events that have taken place, they just haven't been performing too well. So it's really good to see them taking home that second place finish. Obviously, it's not what they wanted. They wanted first. But, I mean, hey, they're making progress, and that's all we can really ask for. And that included Kimbo, too, too foxy, respectful, and Jimbo. And then first place is Ascend, the Cartel Boys, because who would have guessed it? Uh, Snipe Drone, Sicka, Legend, and Shady. And then finally for North America, again, this is the Pro Series number one. In seventh and eighth, we had Space Station Gaming with Zion. There it is. Flazen, Ace, and Tylenol. And then the Pioneers with Druck, Soul Snipe, Manny, and Talik. In fifth and sixth, we have Oxygen Esports with Common, Name, Swish, and Haynes. And BBG, which was King J, Nebula, Nemesis, and Mines, which we'll talk about later. Sentinels in fourth place. Snakebite, Lethal, Frosty, and Formal. E United taking third. Ryanub, Rain, Spartan, and King Nick. Second place went to FaZe Clan. Snipe down, bound, boo-boo-doo-boo, and falcated. And first, your Raleigh champions, Cloud9, Renegade, Eco, Penguin, and Stellar. If you notice something in there, you, uh, you would notice that I did not say Optic Gaming. Because they played piss poor during this Pro Series event. And they got knocked out really, really quickly. Yeah, I was very surprised. They were ninth through 12th. So there is that. 
Brackets and VODs are all included in the Google Doc of the show and so the show. Let's talk about some notable information here. For Mexico, Fire and Ice, one of the top two Mexican teams competing throughout the tournaments leading up to Raleigh, along with tournaments pre-Infinite, they ended up getting eliminated by enchiladas and ending their tournament run with the top fifth and sixth finish. Not where they wanted to be. Pelu God moving from Colombia to Mexico in order to continue competing within the HCS and now under the Timber Esports banner and taking second in the first Pro Series event. That's fucking awesome. It sucks that he had to do that in order to compete, but the fact that he did and he's placing well right off the bat, he's, he's an incredible player. Hope to see him continue that. And then um, the Pittsburgh Knights actually nearly had a perfect tournament, Will. They only dropped one map in the grand finals against Timbers Esports. For Australia and New Zealand, the Chiefs, after being sent to the loser's bracket by Divine Mind, fought their way back and ended up winning the entire tournament after the grand, uh, grand finals bracket reset. They just kept that fucking train a-rolling. EU, Quadrant, who made a good showing at Raleigh, were not able to keep the momentum going with this first Pro Series event, losing to the lads in the loser's bracket to receive a fourth-place finish in the tournament. But on the flip side, Navi, who we mentioned, who've been underperforming during the online events leading up to Raleigh, but putting on a dominant performance on LAN, secured themselves the second spot within this first Pro Series tournament, only losing to Ascend. And lo and behold, Ascend is at the top once again. The cartel roster continues to reign supreme at the end of the day within the EU region, nearly having an undefeated tournament if it weren't for a single map loss during their first match of the event against the lads. Wake up match, you know? Yeah, sure. You know, your first game on, you're just yeah. testing the waters. The throwaway matches, I always call it. <laughs> Literally their first game on for the entire day. And then for uh, North America, Sentinels pick right back up where they left off with their first match of the tournament being against Optic Gaming. Sentinels made quick work of their opponents, winning the series 2-0 and sending Optic to the loser's bracket. It was Space Station Gaming. After just finalizing their roster merely days before the tournament had begun. I can't emphasize that enough. Space Station Gaming, the organization who had formal, lost formal, had formal again, lost formal, went to Raleigh, performed poorly overall because they didn't have enough practice with their team as it is. Getting their fourth, finally, days before this Pro Series event happened. Knocked out Optic Gaming from the tournament with a ninth and 12th placing. The worst placing yet for the star-studded roster. They didn't even have a full week of fucking practice. And they knocked him out. FaZe, after cleaning up some of their mistakes from their run in Raleigh, take out the second-placed E United in a 3-1 loser's bracket final series. Their final opponent, the team that sent them to loser's bracket in the first place, Cloud9. So, a little bit of controversy here. The question I proposed, and this uh, dude kind of brings us back to the whole rules thing, right? Yeah. So should the rules be changed? Cloud9 versus FaZe in the grand finals was game one, strongholds on streets. Now, I just want to put this out there. Yes, anything can happen, right? Uh, you you win a game, you might you might start to be on a little bit of a roll. You might keep that momentum going. If you lose early, you might not be able to get ahead, whatever it may be. Anything can happen, right? Yeah. But what is one thing we always say, Will? Even if you have this shit thing happen to you, we're, we're, with the replay situation that took place, if you lose, you still lost. 
You didn't pull it out. You weren't able to capitalize. You didn't win. Okay? So, should the rules be changed? FaZe had a 223. Okay? The match goes to 250. Okay? Yeah. FaZe had a 223 to 164 point lead over Cloud9. When Eco on Cloud9 lost connection to the game, resulting in the game being restarted with new totals for the teams to achieve. So instead of the replay playing uh, the previous team totals, meaning FaZe needing only to get 27 points to get 250, you know, mm-hmm. versus Cloud9 needing 86. The ruling was that FaZe would need 191 with Cloud9 needing the full 250. Okay? If the replay was played with the teams needing only their initial deficit to 250, FaZe would have won game one due to being up 33 to nothing before Cloud9 began scoring. Cloud9 would end up winning game one replay along with the rest of the series in a very close 3-0. Cloud9 would end up going undefeated within the entire tournament, never dropping a single map. Yeah, but yeah. But after that first game, I could see how that would break the mental state of phase, right? You get them that close, you, I mean, most likely you're taking that game home. If would, if Eco if Eco didn't disconnect for all intents and purposes, like I would assume that phase would win because they already had control of the map. Um and then that just happened. Yeah. So but that's a hypothetical situation, right? Even even at that, yeah, right. You would think, though, at that point, all you have to do is trade strongholds. You don't have to really hold much control even at that point. And let's just say that once Cloud9 got on a roll in that replay, it wasn't close in the replay. But that's that's where, that's where you know, FaZe used probably a lot of energy to get that. Sure to get that lead and that win, or sometimes things just happen for you. The mistake happens in the game before on the enemy team, you capitalize. And then now that mistake's not going to be present in the next game. So here's my, if they correct it. So this is a situation where I need to learn more about how the official rules take place because I kind of understand from a standpoint of, well, we don't want to make it so you only need 27 points because that game sh- like would more than likely be over in a, in a heartbeat. But at the same time, the game ended with you only needing 27 points. Yeah. So I kind of would want to see it that way. And again, I need to look up the official ruling to see if anything else is happening there. But I do want to mention this, Will. Um, my problem is is that we talk about it all the time where they didn't win, especially after the replay, they didn't win a single game in the series. They didn't take a single game off cloud nine. And regardless of the, regardless of the not having a situation go your way, not having a kill go your way, uh, having that kind of like, Maybe maybe there was something mentally there where you, you lost that replay where it's like, fuck, you know? But at the same time, to me, 
that's the type of stuff that separates the, the good from the best or the best from the rest is that even sure. if you have that shitty type of situation, you shrug it off, you start over and you go and fucking dominate. You do what it takes to win. And the fact of the matter is they lost every map. Now, I don't know if that's just a testament to how good cloud nine is. It very well could be. But at the same time, if you want to be considered in the pantheon of the greats of those teams, you need to clutch out those wins. And you had, even without the replay, you had two other opportunities to clutch out games. You just didn't do it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on phase or anything like that. I'm not trying to shit on any team. It's just, I, I can't imagine that they would feel differently. That they, to me, I would imagine that they feel as though, no, we didn't clutch up when we needed to. So let's learn from it. Let's get better from it. Let's move on. Because I think that's, that's basically what snipe down was saying in, in a tweet after the event as well is that, yeah. um, he said he didn't want to bitch about the replay. He just wants to focus on getting better as a team and, and moving on I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Because I agree. The replay situation sucked. Like, and again, I don't understand all the rules behind it. So I would need to go and research that a little bit more. But to me, that seems a very odd. You would make it so, well, you need 191 and you need the full 250 when you were only 27 points away while you were only 86 points away. So I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Don't know, man. But, Will, we got some Pro Series Week 2 invited teams. Yes. So, from Mexico, from the Pro Series Week number 1, we have the Pittsburgh Knights, Timbers Esports, Cruelty, and Enchiladas. And from the Open Series Week number 2, we have Fire and Ice, Alter Esports, Ignis Esports, and Rebel. So, those are the eight teams that will be competing in the Pro Series Week number 2, um, taking place literally tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. From Australia New Zealand, again, I believe taking place tomorrow. From the uh, Pro Series Week number one, we have the Chiefs, Divine Mind, Disruptor Fans, and Malicious. And from Open Series Week number two, we have Immunity, Dire Wolves, 1620 Kings, and BBR. From uh, the Euro European region, we have from the Pro Series Week number one, Ascend, Navi, The Lads, Quadrant, Mocket, HMCA, Who Knows, and Bongo. And from Open Series Week number two, we have Scandi Vikings, We Know the Secret, Fantastic, TYSK, Team Twisted, Frequent Flyers, Wake Up, and Switch. And from North America, from Pro Series Week number one, we have Cloud9, FaZe, FaZe, E-United, Optic, BBG, Oxygen Esports, Pioneers, and Space Station. And from Open Series Week number two, we have G2, Business, Astra, Unsigned Talent, Xset, G1, Status Quo, and H5 Settings, please. Um, I should say, we're moving on to the Pro Series. Uh, we're moving on to the Open Series uh, Week number two, by the way. The brackets are and the VODs are included, obviously, but I just wanted to quickly hit on the amount of teams that competed. Sure. So for Mexico, there's 60. Australia, New Zealand, 36. EU, 117. Good number. Nice. Yep. The Halo version of nice. Yes. And then from North America, 511 out of 512. Damn. Yeah. Damn is correct. So shout out to all the admins who are making that shit go. Notable information about this event the open the open ogre one returning to competing will you you messaged me about this too 
and qualifying within the Australia-New Zealand region. Ogre One came out of retirement for who knows how long to qualify for the Australia-New Zealand Pro Series while competing with the Team Immunity roster. For those who don't know, he is Ogre 11th <laughs> because he caught 11 on the top 25 Halo players of all time list. Or top 50? It's top 25. Was it top 25? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because top 10 got videos. Right outside that. Right outside there, huh, Ogre One? I'm sorry, man. But, hey, kind of weird to see him back. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. The man, the man must still got it. And then, this is what I hinted at earlier. Uh, Optic replaced Sentinels in week two of the Pro Series by Hader Ali of a 4-owner GG. After finishing last week's Pro Series tournament in fourth place, Sentinels will not be competing in week two of the tournament. This is as Frosty is unable to play and the team is only allowed a single substitute, which Formal currently fills. So back to this. It still doesn't make sense because a, the, the, a substitute is not a roster change. I guess Frosty's not leaving the team. He's just... God, it's so confusing. That is true. And Formal is technically a substitute for Royal 2 and his... Shenanigans. Maddie says, if I remember correctly, the rules said that the team must have the same roster as the previous Pro Series tournament. Only the first one was allowed to have three-fourths of the same team. Well, uh, there you go. Again, rules is fucking crazy. So Optic replaced Sentinels in week two of the Pro Series by Hater Ali of 400GG. After finishing last week's Pro Series tournament in fourth place, Sentinels will not be competing in week two of the tournament. This is as Frosty is unable to play, and the team is only allowed a single substitute, which Formal currently fills. But uh, based off of what Maddie said, um, apparently there's a different rule that would dictate this, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. This absence means Sentinels will have to re-qualify for week three of the Pro Series via next Sunday's open qualifier. This also means they miss out on a week of HCS points, which will hurt their seedings when it comes to the Anaheim Regional. In Sentinel space, Optic Gaming has been given a spot in week two of the Pro Series. This comes after the team finished in a disappointing joint ninth during the week one's tournament and therefore needed to re-qualify during today's open qualifier. As Optic has more HCS points than their fellow joint ninth place, ninth place finishers Team War, Gamers First, and G2 Esports, they therefore inherit Sentinel spots as one of the invited teams. So there you go. The man. points do matter sometimes. Royal two, man. If the, the whole situation is just screw, router two, man, just screwing them. God damn. Poor Sentinels to, uh, to an extent. D who, who here bought that router two merch? Not I, not I either. Who bought it? I would assume someone in this, in this fucking... You can't blame the guy for capitalizing. No, right? absolutely not. Hell, if it looked a little better, I might have bought one myself, but I didn't. So, there's that. You side-eye me, dude? You just fucking side-eye me right there, bro? That's not very nice, man. I don't really appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Topic number three. Number three. Two? Topic number two. 
Jesus Christ. We're skipping two and going I'm through. fucking out of whack right now, Will. All right, we're fine. We're fine. Topic number two. Mines cheating allegations. This is from Druck. Allegedly. Yes. Hence why they're called allegations. Yeah. From Druck over on Twitter, I quote. Here's a compilation of walling clips while playing BBG in the $10,000 Mushroom Club NFT tournament. The links included the YouTube video if you want to go ahead and watch it. When cheaters wall, they know they have to hide it in their gameplay. But humans make mistakes. What the fuck was that? Okay. Watch a waller's POV and you will see the mistakes. We went to see what mistakes we made. We went to VOD review and saw this. Watch the full video on YouTube. So, um, from Mines himself. So basically, if you go watch that YouTube video or you go watch the clips, it shows like it, it there are some very, very suspect clips in that video. Yeah. Which make it looks like he is, he has, yeah. Yeah. He's got the cheats, bro. Again, these are allegations. So Mines put out a statement on his Twitter, and it states, I'm very saddened by the cheating allegations made against me today. Jesus Christ. We're good. We're good. I'm not a cheater, and I take this game very seriously when never jeopardize my career by cheating. I'm open to any and all investigations that are necessary. So he put that statement out on his Twitter, but and I wasn't able to get the picture because there's a picture out there with a statement that he made in Discord, in a Discord server, where it basically says, I'm paraphrasing here, I'm jittery because I think I have COVID. It's a real statement. It's an interesting one. <laughs> Slightly. So that happened. And then BBG um, put out a statement as well. We are aware of the accusations made against Twisted Minds. We spoke with him and he maintains no cheating. We stand by our player. We welcome any official review from 343. We do not tolerate cheating at any time and will always take actions should we receive confirmation. Uh, Maddie says, to be fair, the picture of him saying that only showed him saying that, not in relation to what he was saying that to. Absolutely, oh, Maddie. And again, these are all allegations. We take competitive integrity seriously and are conducting an investigation. We've reached out to the appropriate parties and will proceed accordingly. And then their other statement was, we are aware of the accusations made against Twisted Minds. We've communicated with him and he maintains no cheating. We stand by our player. We welcome any official review from 343. Um, we do not tolerate cheating at any time and will always take actions should we receive confirmation. Competitive integrity is vital to the growth of this sport. On the subject of competitive integrity, anyone can make an accusation at any time for any reason. We will not make judgments off of shoddy clips, social media mobs, or players reacting in the heat of a loss. This is not the way. It is disappointing to see unresearched accusations made directly via Twitter versus handling things through official channels. As esports grows, so should the professionalism of how cheating is handled. We look forward to working with publishers and partners to drive this process forward. Gamers strive for constant improvement in all facets of life. From Built by Gamers.
Will's currently scrubbing through the YouTube video. I never watched. I watched the clips. I never watched the whole video. Sure. Um, I want to say good on built by gamers, but being like, well, we're going to look into this. Um, I agree with that to an extent. Because if it's your own team, what are you really going to do? That's my, yeah. Uh, hold on. Maddie says he joined Elamite stream and talked about it with Kyle T2 and ACE. He said he has no reason to cheat and that KCP was accusing him of cheating before they even started playing. T2 and Elamite also vouched for him and said they don't think he was. Okay. But that's, again, this isn't these uh, preface all allegations and to our knowledge, HCS well, has not said anything about doing an investigation, but to my knowledge, I don't believe they said anything about doing an investigation before Royal two. Right. They never, they, they, they just came out with the statement after the fact. Yep, they did it in the background. Yes. So what's to say they aren't doing something right now. I don't know, but I can't say. So there's that. Yeah. So who knows? Um, no, but BBG is, you know, they say they welcome any official review. They're do- the BBG is doing the right thing here uh, from a PR organization standpoint. Um, Again, I agree to an extent. Something I saw pop up on Twitter as well is, is there anything, any repercussions for Druck if he's just calling someone out and potentially... That's a good point. Ruining someone's career for something that's not true. That's a good point. There, there's, like I said before, there needs to be better official channels for this, other than just Twitter blasting it out on Twitter. Yeah, Maddie says I don't think he was either. There's a video of Jovian uh, cheating, walling in a UMG two v two. Mines was his teammate. When you watch that video of Jovian and then the clips of Mines, the difference is obvious. Yeah, a couple of the clips I saw too is like I'm trying to understand it from like his thought process while he's gaming, right? Sure. So like one of the instances is he is they're on streets, top A, and he's shooting at someone on the planter. Mm-hmm. He gets damaged, so he backs down and aims up where someone is already jumping. But if you think about it, that's the only angle someone could have gotten him from if someone jumped up from planters to shoot down on him. Right, so he's just looking in the natural spot that you would tend to look but since someone jumped at that exact moment when he looked up it, it looked look- like he was tracking him yes but again just you don't know again and and again this is all allegations so nothing has been proven yeah. at this point it just comes down to there needs well like i said there needs to be some better official channel for this it didn't happen in the hcs event either did it it happened outside of hcs so can hcs even step in here I don't know, um, but it, it, the BBG is not a partnered organization either with HCS, so I don't think HCS can actually step in here. It has to be on the tournament organizer and the, Well, I think they can because he is competing in the Pro Series, which is put on by HCS. But he didn't cheat in that tournament. Sure, but if you have a, if you have a competitor... I think they I think they're able to interfere regardless. The one the one where he was in front of uh C at Rockets, uh King J said there was a call out that someone was on C stairs. Mine said Neilamite streamed that he was expecting them to slide out because KCP never peaks. That could very well be true too. 
Every team plays differently. We know this. Seen it in scrim, seen it in tournament play. You never know. We'll have to see what comes of it. We'll have to wait and see, Will. Yes, we will. All right. Topic number three. For real this time. Yeah. The mangly dangly situation. The mangler. The mangler. Here's an opinion. This is by Mickwin. Again, I included Mickwin's opinion in here because I felt it was the most concise, I guess you could say. Most sure. level-headed. Yeah. Although there are a lot of level-headed opinions out there. there. There are some shitters, but not a lot. Mangler conversation seems to have picked up, so I'm going to give my two cents. Its efficacy has definitely entered into the lethality upgrade area, which I'm a firm believer is not a good story for the sandbox all up. Utility upgrades are, in my opinion, the best story. But I actually don't think it's due to the base design of the weapon. Now that the meta is more concrete, I played eights last night, and there were five manglers alive in one match of live fire. Is the weapon powerful? Absolutely. I'd argue it's even more powerful than intended solely due to the weapon drop. So what should be done? Good news is I don't think the weapon needs any type of tuning overhauls or anything. The weapon is a good weapon that is fun to use that isn't categorized correctly and has an unintended mechanic increasing its lethality. Play with the spawn rules on it and possibly explore the weapon drop thing as being not good for this gun and possibly the game sandbox all up. So what he's talking about is it's the same thing that's done with the uh, pulse carbine, the, the, the weapon drop mechanic. Mm-hmm. So with the pulse carbine as well, you see it a lot with, with what Lucid does. Um, and I mean, hell, I even, I even think I see it done with the uh, heat wave sometimes as well. But what happens is there's an opportunity where you can drop your weapon. It's a mechanic in Halo Infinite. You can drop your weapon. This is something that's never been done in Halo before. And uh, you don't need to swap a weapon in order to, for this to happen. You just you can bind it to any button you want, um, and you can tap that button, and you'll drop your weapon. Okay? So for the mangler specifically, what players are doing to get a competitive advantage, and again, this is in the game. This isn't cheating. This isn't manipulating anything. This is in the game. You're just utilizing a mechanic. It's a skill gap to where uh, for the mangler, you would shoot somebody with the mangler, drop your weapon, which would give you faster ready-up speed with your BR, and you would quickly finish the kill. Same thing with the Pulse Carbine. So you would uh, shoot the Pulse Carbine, burst out. If you if all three targets hit the... If all three projectiles hit the target, I think it's three projectiles, um, you can drop your weapon, again, get a faster ready-up speed with your BR, and hopefully finish that kill quicker. Same thing with the um, with the Heat Wave, uh, so on and so forth. It's it's a It's a neat mechanic that professionals have found a way to utilize to increase the skill gap in the game. Um, another problem, I, I should put problem in air quotes because it's not necessarily a problem. It's, it's just how the game functions right now is that the mangler is a one-shot beatdown. Um, and I've seen arguments both ways as to where one side says this decreases um, the the speed at which the game plays because you're not going to want to charge in when you know somebody has the mangler or the other side, it may increase the speed of play if you have the mangler because you're going to want to get in close and get the one shot beat down. Right. And then there's the discussion around, um, let's see how the weapon spawns. Yep. And because I think it, I think they're right. I think it is on a 30 second timer. 
And it doesn't matter if that previous iteration of that weapon on the map is with or without ammo. If somebody else already has one, it's on a 30 second static timer. It spawns on the weapon rack on the wall or whatever, and you can pick it up and it'll spawn again in 30 seconds. The other conversation is there's a lot of ammo in the gun. So you're more likely to have more situations where more are going to spawn on the map and more players are going to have them if they didn't die already. Sure. So, Will, have you given much thought to the mangly dangly situation? <laughs> I mean, I like the the way the mangler works. Same. It has its intended purpose. I, I, I can agree that if it pops up too much, I feel like I'm not noticing, um, you know, I'm not having five manglers pop up in my games, but I'm not playing at a very high level where probably everybody's going for it. Sure. Um. I can say, does it feel overpowered a little bit? But then on the other side, just if you're the other team, don't put yourself in the situation. I think the sword's overpowered on a, on a recharge. Yeah, same. That thing's fucking ridiculous. Especially on oddball where you can just have someone hiding around corners. Yeah. And just sit in gold, sit in gold, sword, ball, or red, um, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, the mangler did give me my first competitive overkill. I'll say that on live fire. There you go. Uh, Team was pushing bottom mid and sneaky. Okay. I was top sandbags. I dropped down with the mangler with on the two guys pushing outside towards by sneaky. One shot beatdowns on, on both of those turned around um as the other team was pushing through bottom and got from them from behind with one shots and beatdowns as well. So it was uh I don't know. It uh, doesn't need to be changed, maybe. Yeah, probably. The ammo thing is, I think, a good idea. Reducing the amount of ammo? Reducing the amount of Because what, you get 18? Get a lot of shots. 18 shots off the rip. And then if you pick up another one that's on the... Like, there's been times where I've had the mangler for quite some time because you just keep picking up the ammo. Sure. Um, and yeah, the 30-second time spawner, make it a minute and a half for it to come up so it's not always prevalent. I think that could be a good way... And that way it's up a little bit faster than the power weapons, right? Right, but it's not, yeah, but it's not, it's still not considered a power weapon. So yeah. I think that'd be a good. And then the other side of it too is, again, what's to counter it? A drop wall? A repulsor? If you, someone gets close to you with a mangler? Um, the other spawn on that map, I believe, is a plasma pistol, which I see nobody using. So if you're on the, the plasma pistol side, it's like, well, no. Right. The only thing I could think of is that plasma weapons are designed to do what? Drop shields. Drop shields. So maybe there's another hidden meta in there with the dropping of the weapon ability where maybe somebody can get pretty good with the plasma pistol where you use it to pelt shields off quickly, drop it to switch to the BR to get that headshot. Now, we know that the tracking is a little bit worse than in previous halos mm -hmm. in terms of the, in terms of the, the, um, powered up shot for the plasma pistol. Yep. Um, but I also, I didn't, I didn't watch this and I should have, uh, especially for this conversation now that I'm thinking about it, but, uh, there was, there was a conversation or a video out there about how all halo infinite weapons in the sandbox do a type of headshot damage. Like they count for headshot damage as well. 
Mm. So I'm wondering what that damage value is for hitting a headshot with the plasma pistol. Again, yeah, I mean, like I said, the tracking sucks with it, so you'd have to like you'd have to be pretty decent with it in order to hit them, but that'd be my guess. It'd be a way to utilize it, you know? Use it to melt shields away as much as you can and then switch to the BR and then finish it off. Yeah. But the question is how close is that person with the mangler at that point? I don't know. But you're right. That is a shitty kind of spawn situation where, well, you get that and I get this. Yep. So. Maybe, yeah, make it more contested. And that gets into the conversation of, well, should it be on a power weapon spawn system? like a rockets, like a sword. And frankly, I don't think so. I don't think it's that it's, it's of that power. No, of it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be right. Because a rocket, the way I look at it is there's no way to get a one shot kill with the mangler, but with the sword, it's a one hit melee with the rocket. As long as it's in the correct radius, right? <laughs> it's a one-hit kill. Yeah. With the um, with the sniper rifle, same thing. If you get a headshot, it's a one-hit kill. So the mangler, you j- it's just not at that situation. Now, it, the, the, the time to kill is very, sl- is very fast with the uh, one-shot melee. But again, it's not a one-shot kill. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a power weapon variety. I'd be sure. fine if they tinkered with the with the times in which it spawned, uh, increasing the, the amount of time like you were talking about. I think that's a good way. Um, decreasing the amount of ammo in it would be good. Um, because frankly, I don't I don't think I've seen very often where a player runs out of ammo anyway before dying with it. Yeah. So reducing the amount of ammo could mitigate some things. But yeah. Or if hell increase the amount of time it takes for them to spawn. And then the maps that it's on, like for a symmetrical sense, put them on both sides, get rid of that plasma pistol situation. Yeah. Where it's where, because we, we, they, they want even starts, right? Their whole point is that they want even starts. Yeah. Well, for symmetrical maps, if possible, make it so both sides get one then on increased respawn timer. So it takes longer. But at least both teams have an opportunity then. Because like we said, it's not a power weapon. So there's that. But I, the, are we at a consensus? Something needs to happen with it, but just not like, just don't remove it or yeah, like it's, the, it the power level of it's fine. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not broken. And that's kind of the last point I wanted to get at is that people are complaining way, way, way too much about it just way too much. And they, they, it doesn't need an absolute overhaul, but yes, things do. Things should change, but not drastically. They don't drastically need to change. Will. Yeah. That's it for our topics this week. So let's get into some regular news. Fracture Tenrai event, it's been updated, Will. Oh, it's by Halo. Wake up, Samurai. 
They literally said that. Yeah. The Fracture Tenrai event is back from January 4th through the 11th, 2022. That means if you're if you're watching this live, you have until tomorrow at noon central or 11 central, one of the two. I think it's noon. Um, yeah. Before the weekly reset happens in order to finish your Tenrai challenges that you may or may not have. Um, and then it'll be back next month. So the article. As a quick refresher, Fractures are a completely free, limited-time event that returns multiple times over the course of a season. The free event pass offers unique cosmetics and rewards over 30 tiers, with Tenrai being themed around the Yoroi Armor Core, a samurai-themed Spartan. These rewards are earned by playing in the action-packed Fiesta event playlist and completing event-specific challenges. Let's highlight some of the changes we made since the initial debut based on feedback from the community and our own internal goals for how we want these events to operate and evolve. Where players were only able to progress seven tiers of their event pass in the week of the first Fractures Tenrai event, November 23rd to the 30th, 2021, players can now progress 10 tiers a week. By design, you will still have to participate in multiple weeks to obtain everything in the Tenrai event pass, but we hope this extra buffer will help expedite progression for highly engaged players. We recognize the frustration that many players felt where they would have to work through multiple non-event related challenges or burn through challenge swaps in order to get an event challenge to show up in rotation. We felt this too. We made adjustments to ensure that event challenges are given greater priority in your challenge pool, provided you have an active event challenges remaining for your week. What this means is that the event challenges have been turned to appear in your challenge rotation sooner, and they will have a highly, a higher weekly cap. Originally seven, now ten, because you get one tier per challenge completed. Further, we also agreed with feedback around the actual content of the event pass regarding the amount of challenge swaps and XP grants that made leveling up feel less rewarding. The great thing about these events are the cosmetics, and that's what everybody's excited about and wants to pursue. So we've replaced all XP and challenge boosts above tier 10 onwards with cosmetic items. That's a total of 11 new cosmetic items that will be available completely free. Content that was originally slated to be featured as premium offerings in the store for the remaining weeks of this event have now been added to the core free event pass. Please note that no content changes were made from the first week of Fracture Tenrai. These changes only apply to week two onwards. Any premium store purchases made during week one will remain exclusive to the week one store. They're not being added to the event pass. Also, be sure to keep an eye out for additional featured Tenrai customization items in the shop during the event. We hope these changes are a strong first step towards providing greater value, a greater sense of reward, and more reason for our players to invest their time in this event pass. As always, we greatly appreciate your feedback and support as we continue to evolve the Halo Infinite multiplayer experience. Well, Will, mm-hmm. they uh, they did the thing. They added content in there. They did? They did. There's also a statement in there I fucking hate. The store? Oh, yeah. So... I just want to repeat the the one thing here. Content that was originally slated to be featured as premium offerings in the store for the remaining weeks of this event has now been added to the core free event pass. Also, be sure to keep an eye out for additional featured Tenrai customization items in the shop during the event. 
Sure. I want you to leave your feedback in a constructive and respectful manner. I said it from day one. I'll say it till the day I die. If there's one thing we've learned is that bitching got us to where we are now. Um, I don't mean that in a negative way. I shouldn't have said bitching. For those who for those who provided your feedback in a respectful manner, I I hope that is what that was looked at reference to when making that decision. Maddie says, "Don't you tell me what to do, Josh." Hey Maddie, go fuck yourself. <laughs> don't be a shitter. Um no, oh, I mean, they're going to have store offerings. Oh yeah. It's a free-to-play game. That's how they are going to make their money. I agree. It is how they're going to make their money, Will. Mm-hmm. Where's my anti-cheat, Will? It's there somewhere. <laughs> is it hiding? <laughs> it's not ready to show itself. Yet. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, they're just, they're just keeping it. It's like, a, it's like the F1 2022 card. It's just under wraps right now. Yeah, yeah, That's all yeah. it is. It's just deliveries. It's, still, it's uh, a sneak peek. They don't want to show you yet. Yeah. God. So I played through my Tenrai event pass. Same. This week. I hated it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fucking bad. I had two BTB challenges I had to swap because... <laughs> BTB's broken. BTB's broken. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that, too. Um, <laughs> uh, anti-cheat update coming in February. Fe- February? Well, February. February. February? February, apparently. Uh Maddie, is that does that mean an update is coming to the anti-cheat that exists or an anti-cheat is coming in February? See we'll what I wait. did there? We'll have to wait and see. See what uh, I did there, Maddie? Twisted words. Uh, I just don't know what, if it's fucking there in the first place, based off everything that we're seeing. Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. Sure. Ten um, right. To me, there's something it says it's a patch. So Okay. There you go. Maybe they're patching it in. Update to what's there. <laughs> yeah, they're they're patching anti cheat in the game. See, that's what they're doing. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's under wraps. They're just. I'm being a shitter right now. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, Will. Bit. Um. There, to me, there seems to be something that's missing or just not clicking with infinite, the passes in the store. Agreed. If like so many free, like all these games, like Valorant, Apex, they're free to play. Fortnite, Fortnite, they no Warzone. one zone. Everyone's so excited for their battle passes. Yep. No one shits on their store. Well, okay, okay. Uh, there, there are that there, we know of. Right? Sure. There has to be people that are upset because people are upset about anything. But I agree. It does. It seems like the outrage isn't nearly as large for those other titles as it is for our game right now, as it currently stands. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, I was like fully prepared to be wanting everything when Infinite dropped, and then it all dropped, and it's like. What's even there? The store isn't really enticing me in the way it should. Mm-hmm. Premium items don't feel like premium items. And I think maybe that's the problem. Sure. Um, I 
the Tenrai event itself. I do hate having to play through a separate set of challenges to get my Tenrai challenges to pop up. Yep. I do wish those were two separate columns so you could just work on whatever you wanted to work on. Yes. I hate having to go play Team Slayer and get my 7,500 score before finishing off my Tenrai event. Yep. By the way, I hate Team Slayer. Oh, no. I said it. Holy shit. Um, I literally matched. You and a lot of pros. I... It's just me personally. I literally matched two games back to back with um, these. This, the first game was Slayer on Bazaar, and it was literally with a kid who didn't know how to like pick up weapons. Not a kid. I'm saying like guy my age. You know, on the mic was like, "How do I pick up Overshield?" I'm like, "You pick it up." Does this say for what it's worth? If you walk over it, <laughs> there literally I is think- a button prompt. Yeah. That'll tell you which button to press. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Like, literally, no, 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 it's, it's no, there I for contextual. It's contextual clues. But I'm sitting here trying to get my cumulative score challenge done. Right. And if you have a teammate that's not really helpful, yeah, it's more difficult to do. Let's just say there was someone on our team that was, like, 7 and 4. Okay. I was, like, 4 and 4. Okay. And the other two were 0 and 10. Because they couldn't do shit. And I was like, I lost it. I just quit the game. I quit Bizarre, and then I quit... Uh, I quit freaking, uh, the next game I loaded into was uh, um, the the behemoth. I'm like, nope. I just left that right away. The behemoth. The the behemoth because, yeah, um, I left. I'm voicing my feedback through data. Yeah, because that's what they're looking at. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's how how I see it, right? That felt so good to hear from you because they're looking at the data. <laughs> what data? So anyway, okay. um, I don't know. I was just a shitter there for a little bit. Dude, it's okay. We're, we have, it's very, we, when we do a weekly show like this, right. And we, and we play the game for as much or as little as we have a, uh, that we're able to, right. It's these things pile up. Like you, you notice things the more you keep playing the game. Yeah. That what was once a minor inconvenience, once you play for longer, it's like, no, this this is hindering the amount of fun that I'm having with this game. Yeah. Like I I don't mind doing like SWAT challenge or tactical slayer now. <laughs> it's fucking SWAT. SWAT challenges and stuff that I like playing, but when it's like but when it is, get get a cumulative score of whatever in in social, a playlist in, that you don't want to play. In Social Slayer and BTB. It's like I don't, and there's only so many challenge swaps, right? They're like, oh, you get over so many in, but if you have to use literally two or three a week in a season that lasts till what May, I'm not gonna last on challenge swaps. No, and then they and then they take them out of the event pass because of because of uh, communication that was provided to them, and. Honestly, I think it's gonna bite us down the line. Sure, and that's that's why there's this like weird double-edged sword scenario with this challenge system that was natively made for this game because of the because of the progression, right? Is that I want more cosmetics? Yeah, I want more options to customize my Spartan. I don't want to feel like the progression that I'm making is toward a challenge swap or a double XP boost that I can only use for challenges anyway. That I may or may not be close to completing. So if I pop a double XP boost it might be a little while until I complete those challenges to get the double XP. So I wasted a double XP boost. So on fucking so forth. It's, it seems, Oh, it's, it's annoying. It's really, really annoying. 
I feel like they, they personally, I feel like they came up with this scenario and I don't, I don't know speculation. This, this is their ideal challenge system, but it was so far off the norm Yeah, that there's always a, uh, I had to take a freaking uh, change management thing for work. There's always like uh pushback at first when there's change, right? Pushback. There's, um, there's pushback. There's not acceptance. It, like people start to feel down about it, and then there's slow acceptance until until pe- things happen and people are okay with it. Humans, uh, humans, like, are habitual by nature. Yes. Right. So when so, there's change. Yes. So when there is change, there is a lot of backlash to it. Just as as humans in general, not every person is like that, but the majority of humans are like that. Yeah. So when we see games, like. Like we've mentioned, and these are all battle royales too, which I think makes it different. But we see games like PUBG. I mean, PUBG kind of, the people who love PUBG, love PUBG. So I bet they're happy with their battle pass and cosmetics. But PUBG, Apex, Fortnite. I mean, Warzone. Warzone. Um, they're all, those are all similar systems. Yes. And Halo came along and did something completely different. And I feel like a lot of people are just, they're saying it doesn't work because it's different and to an extent it doesn't work, but I mean, mostly it's there, right? There's just things. You already know my thoughts on it. There's things that need to change a little bit. A lot of it. A little bit. A lot of it. (laughs) A lot of it. Depends on who you are. Uh, Mar says my tiny review for Halo infinite campaign is incomplete and reminded me of D one before DLC in terms of content. I had my fun, but there isn't enough for my uh, for repeated playthrough sessions within a short span of time. And then multiplayer is a wild ride. Store seems to be a lot of the focus, and as a free-to-play player, I don't see anything worth my money in the store other than team skins. Makes me wonder if over time they will fix what we are complaining about, but in turn kind of screw over the early buyers. And then Ungoy Farmer, welcome back by the way, uh, says, I just ignore challenges in the battle pass just because working towards it makes me not want to play. Which is the opposite of what a battle pass is supposed to do. Right. I mean, it's supposed to entice you to keep playing based off the rewards that you're, that you're, that you're potentially going to earn. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, they said they didn't want to give FOMO, right? But that that's exactly what these event passes are. hundred percent. And it sucks because like I sat there playing infinite yesterday being like, I'm just doing this to do it and not enjoying my time. And that sucks. Yep. Because you don't want, you have the fear of missing out. That is what FOMO is for people who don't necessarily yeah, yeah, know. Sure. Um, uh, of, of that short timed event pass. Yeah. And now granted, yes, it's coming back two more times, but at the same time, like you may or may not have the amount of time necessary to dedicate to grinding it out in that next week or whatever it is. Well, that's, I missed, two of the win- winter contingency awards just cause I had so much going on during the holidays that I didn't get to play it, the, the, the extra days past the end, the first, second and third only gave you one reward each day still. And that's, I'm going to take partial blame for that because I'm going to, I'm going to take partial blame and then I'm going to put partial blame on the, uh, information that three, four, three put out because it wasn't clear enough. Another trend that it, when I read it at first, it sounded to me like if you if you just wait till the end, right? Because mm-hmm. if you just don't have time to put in even one game per day, 
if you just wait till the last three days, you can just grind out the 10 tiers because it's just 10 tiers, 10 matches. Right. And then the thing about all the people, though, that were traveling. Yeah. But that were not able to have an Xbox with them the whole time. Like. Right. And then to put emphasis on it, to say Will's point, that wasn't the case. What you said with the last three days, you could still only get one tier per day. Oh, I was just a little bummed by that. I'd be bummed too. That again, I take partial responsibility for that because I told you, <laughs> and I think I even posted to discord that I thought based off the wording in that, that it sounded like if which, you don't have the time, you can take those last three days and do it, which would have been cool. Right. But it just wasn't, that but way. it wasn't the case. So, Hey, maybe hopefully shut up, Maddie. Hopefully with next ones, they don't do that. Who knows? Um, but yeah, let's just say that, uh, I always say on the show, we even have an emote for it is to not be a shitter, right? I have a living document. You do. You told me about this. No, this has been updated. Well, yeah, but it's called current issues with Halo Infinite. Okay. And this is taken from the community. Like this is, this is everything that I've seen. This is things that I've experienced personally, right? And I'm just trying to, I'm trying to gather all of it. And again, not, not like being mean or anything, but just, I'm, I'm paying attention to what is and what is not being addressed. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're not even, um, well, what we're going to be too, this game, it came out on the 15th, but, the multiplayer, but Okay, I don't want to say I want to I still want to use that December 8th as a release date because they gave it to us early but nothing happened in that first month or like 3 weeks, right? Like it was just like, "Hey, here's this." Everything was unstable when the full game released it became more stable. That was like the true release in my opinion. Are you sure it's more stable? It was People cer- on PC are talking about crashing all the time. For console, yeah, it is more stable. And PTB is still broken. On both platforms. That's what they said in their statement when they said when the game fully releases on on December 8th, it will be more stable than it was. Sure. Well, okay, we can take that into consideration. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I have it. I have it broken. I'm not going to read them because I'm not going to take yeah. the time on the show, but I do have a living document and it is, it's long. And I'm just paying attention to it because we talk about all the time is that we want this game to be the best state it can possibly be in. And... I was one of the people saying that there's no way this game gets delayed again. No way. And then look, and then we got the year delay. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no way like this game's releasing now. It has to, they want to sell the box, the box. And I can't help, but feel if we had another year in the oven, but it is what it is. We got the game. Now we can only hope that things get addressed and addressed quickly, efficiently and more content comes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right, dude. We need to critique it, but we need to be respectful. And three, four, three needs to be quick, which they're doing, kinda. So I think the big problem with the quickness has been literally game release, Raleigh, vacation. holiday, holiday. Now back, now back. Now they're 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 probably still going over the first things that came in. Like we feel like it's they're not acting quick, but they're probably going back over all of it right now. Sure. So they they and when, we did we did 
just to say, there is something we're going to talk about very soon here because of the update that just came out before we started recording the show. And they so they just provided an update. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that. So last thing I'll say is... Uh, sure. Slip stage split little slip space engine was supposed to be highly customizable, easy to change. I feel like we haven't seen that in action yet. I agree, and that's the the, the last piece that's missing for me. Um, and hopefully that they can take all this feedback, apply it to what needs to be applied. I know, like Mar said above, that the infinite campaign seems incomplete, but I do think that was on purpose, just for the fact of this is a reintroduction for many people into Halo. And I think that's supposed to drive the rest of the 10 years is we might have updates that you, you didn't get a, you know, the, the campaign is relatively quick, but you look at the open world, there's a lot to do in it. Right. Um, and I think uh, that'll just be expanded on in the future. I'm hoping that it's expanded on in the future. Yeah. Everything's set up to be like that, right? It should. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd love some more story shit. Yes. Frankly, I thought the story was great, but maybe that's just me. And uh, I wanted to go back to something on the past too, because I said it beforehand too. Sure. We still like we're we're a month, okay, two months in of the game. Right. And if we if we take December into consideration, then realistically one month. Yep. But just for the battle pass, that released right away. It right? did. Yep. So November fifteenth to now, all the multiplayer content released on that day. So we're two months in of the battle pass. And it's supposed to last till May, right? Yes. It wasn't originally supposed to, but now it is. So we still have four months of this battle pass. Correct. I'm done. A lot of people are done with it within two months with the XP changes they made. Yep. I don't think it was that far off from the beginning. Now, did it not feel like you were progressing very fast? Yeah, I would agree so. But I think that was the point. Like, this is supposed to be a long, drawn-out first battle pass. Now, in the future, when we're down to three months, four months, whatever it may be, yeah. three-month periods, yep. yep. Maybe this is the change that needs to happen. But then again, I do feel like this was almost too fast. You also have to take into consideration the amount of time that you put in versus somebody who may not have as much time to put in as you. Or a content creator. Or a professional player. Or uh, somebody in school. Or whatever it may be. So you just, it's not, they're Again, tr- they need to cater, they need to try to cater to every type of player out there. And it's very difficult to do. I don't well, envy other, them. Other battle passes don't do that. Right, but they um, even said that they're trying to separate themselves from that. And th- that's so, one of the reasons why they said that no battle pass is going to expire. Right, but that's 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 it right there. That's another thing people are forgetting about. You can work towards this anytime you want. Sure. The the big battle passes. Yep. I Yeah. I think they gave us too much. I don't think so. Not at all. I I mean the, uh, that's that's the part I think they got right on the fear of missing out. Those battle passes don't expire. You can just keep working on them. Yeah, that was cool. That's a very cool thing after, that they after the season expires. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean, the XP boost, that, that's, that's a big key of it is getting it done. If you're really trying to min max it. Cause like you hop on, you can get 600, 400 
what, then another 400 XP right there for the first three games. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Not not you, Will. I didn't call you dude. Just for the audio listeners out there. Yeah, I don't know. Let's wait and see. I think with the XP changes that they made, I like the XP changes that they made. Considering the challenge system that's in place, that's built around the entire progression system. Well, that is the progression system. Um, I like the changes that they made with that. And I like how quickly that they made those changes as well. That was good. And thankfully, that was right before the holidays kicked off too, because, yeah. Will? Yeah. Online services will be reduced or disabled for Halo 360 games on January 13th, 2022. This is by Halo. Yes, we're still in the news, believe it or not. On January 13th, 2022, Xbox 360 game servers for Halo games will be turned off, sunsetting the service. This means that while these games can still be played, online services such as Challenges, hey, and file share will no longer be available. The, the Xbox 360 versions of the following games will be affected. Halo Reach, Halo 4, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, Spartan Assault, and Halo Wars. This only affects the, the Xbox 360 versions of the game. Games in the Halo of the Master Chief Collection will not be impacted. The Halo titles within uh, available within MCC have been rebuilt and remastered to leverage different modernized services. So again, on January 13th, 2022, you will no longer be able to do any matchmaking-related activities as well within those titles listed. So... If you want to, if you will, I know you weren't in this, but for everybody out there who wants to get one last game in of Halo 3 online, because fuck Reach. And hey, maybe Dibble Dabble in 4 as well. Get in there, you know? You can do that. But just make sure you do it before the 13th. Remember when Halo 2 left us? God bless its soul. I do. I do remember. I remember the, there, there's even an article that came out about the players who, waited until they were forcibly kicked. So maybe Halo 3 will have that same thing. You never know. So yeah, it's going to be... This is my first... Was that your first midnight release too? Three? Yeah. Yeah. I know you didn't like... No, yes, but no. <laughs> okay. The Noble 12, they called them. I remember vividly. Yeah. Halo 3 was my first ever midnight release. So seeing those, like granted, I never play on the 360 version of the game anymore, but it's it's the same kind of feeling of like when Halo 2 servers got shut down is that it's just that bittersweet moment of nothing lasts forever, you know? And you'll always have those memories with you forever, but it's just... It'll be a sad day. It'll be a sad day. 
So again, if anybody wanted to get those last couple games in of your of your favorite Halo title on the 360, whether it be Reach 4, 3, make sure to get those multiplayer games in before the 13th. And the last piece of regular news that I have for this week, uh, I titled this, Where Has the Communication Gone? Well, luckily we just got some. So that's that kind of... Puts a whole wrench in my discussion here. But no, that's good. That's actually really good. Um, So, and it's actually really funny. So I literally typed this out. I want to preface this. I typed this out before this post was made by Sketch. And this post was made by Sketch right before we started recording today. Okay? So I typed this out and I just said, Major issues are still plaguing the game, including the complete broken state of BTB and nothing has been said yet. And again, that's keeping in mind that they were on vacation. Um, There were two holidays with Christmas and um, New Year's taking place right in the chunk there. And like Will mentioned, there was Raleigh right before that. Like there's a lot of stuff taking place before and then, then the holidays on top of it, people went on vacation, this is what it is. So what I want they say that Halo Infinite is now a live service game. They said this is gonna, this is laying the foundation for the next 10 years of Halo, whatever that may look like, right? What I would like to see if they are touting this as a live service game is to see stuff like what Bungie is doing with Destiny and like what Postums was doing with MCC. So what I mean by Destiny is that I want to see like a This Week at Bungie article, right? And it doesn't need to be titled This Week at 343 or anything like that. I don't fucking care what they call it. But just like a a weekly rundown of what's being worked on, how things are progressing. It can be high level. I mean, Destiny's ones are high level, you know? Include some community stuff in there as well. I know you have the community spotlight articles. Bring those back, whatever you want to do. But just have a consistent flow of communication and not just necessarily when things are bad, but just provide that if, if possible, provide that weekly update for everybody out there because people really, really look forward to uh, the, this week at Bungie articles. Like they, they stream that content. It's extra content, right? So having that type of article out there would also help relieve a lot of people's minds about the state of the game. And again, it can be very high level, just including examples as to, Hey, we're hearing, we're hearing a lot of feedback on these specific items. If you, if you have specific examples or you have other feedback you want to provide, here's a link for you to do. So here's what we're working on. Here's what we have in the pipeline. Here's things that we're hoping for. Um, and just stuff like that. And then Kind of more along the lines of that as well with updates and whatnot was the uh, postums doing the development and flighting updates for MCC. We know that flighting is still going to be a part of Infinite. Um, in what capacity, we don't know yet because they haven't talked about it at all. But having that type of article as well to get a little bit more to the nitty-gritty details like postums is with, with MCC could be very beneficial for the Infinite side of things as well. And again, they just got back from their vacations. So maybe they're already thinking about doing stuff like this. 
we already know from our interview with Tashi that he was thinking that he's thinking about doing more of the um, developing the esports ecosystem blogs, whatever iteration that might be in. So I just want to see more official communications from them and not just in tweet form. And lo and behold, like I mentioned earlier, we literally got an update from sketch right before we started recording and it is called halo infinite update BTB and more. Wow. Hey everyone. Happy new year. Hope everyone had a safe and awesome holiday break. The 343 team is largely back in action this week. And I know many of you are very eager to get some updates on a number of topics. We are working on a broader info update and driving towards being able to share more details and a roadmap to help answer your questions and manage expectations. Fuck yes. That exercise is going to take some time to flesh out, but please know it's in process. There's just a lot to dig into and it's rather complicated web of hook items, dependencies, priorities, etc. So we want to be sure to share informed, accurate information. In the meantime, we want to first and foremost provide a situation update on the state of BTB and Halo Infinite. As you know, we've been dealing with some frustrating issues with BTB nearly since launch. And despite a few attempts at solving and mitigating before the holiday break, we were not able to get this fixed. While BTB has remained playable, there are matchmaking issues that increase with more players and larger fire teams uh, have a low chance of successfully joining into a game together. As an aside to the article, I just want to state that Justin and I tried to get in a BTB match because he had a challenge to complete. I couldn't get in as a solo. As a solo? Okay. I got up getting like a connection to server has been lost. Yeah. It's broken. A strike force continued to work on this over the break and we're optimistic to say we believe we have a fix in hand for the core issue. This went into QA last week and so far it's looking positive. We were not seeing this issue occur internally using this build. Awesome. Next steps are, con- are to continue testing and then move into the certification process as we prepare to release a hotfix and patch for this issue. It is a little too soon to give an ETA yet, but please know our goal is to release this as soon as we can while ensuring it doesn't have any other unintended impact to the retail product. It won't be this week, but we hope it's not too much further out and we'll share an update as soon as we have a line of sight on a release date. Once we clear certification, we are then ready to ship. We know there are a number of other topics you're eager to hear about, including some issues with instances of cheating. The team has been working on a patch for mid-February that looks to address this and other things, and we'll have more details to come as we get closer to release. We are actively triaging and still working to get as much as we can into this February update while still ensuring no negative impacts or regressions to other parts of the game. For now, we are opting to slipstream the BT slipstream. Hey. For now, we are opting to slipstream the BTB fixes given the broad scope of impact on all players. That's not to say issues like cheating or wonkiness with the ranked experience aren't important but they have other dependencies and are at a bit longer timeline than this BTB fix, which is nearly ready to go. Thank you for your patience and continued support. While we are blown away and humbled by the reception and launch of Halo Infinite, we got a lot to get after now as a live service studio. We will continue to make improvements and address feedback everywhere we can. Though some things are going to take more time than many of you and us would like. Thank you. Please keep the feedback coming. We're in this together 
with a great foundation to grow and evolve upon. Stay tuned for more details. Thank you. That's what I want. Updates. And I will say, me being a negative Nancy, uh, last week when we didn't get any information, part of me was just thinking to myself, if we don't get an update by the end of the week, what the fuck is going on? But then I remembered, uh, sketch or, or, or uh, Unishek, one of them stated that, hey, some of the team is still on vacation. They're back next week. Next week is now now, like this week. So then I, then I thought about, okay, if we don't get an update this week, then something's fucked. And lo and behold, Monday we got an update. So thank you, Sketch. I'm trying not to be a shitter right now. Thank you to everybody involved in getting the update out there. And uh, like I said, I hope we get more updates and again, not just from the negative shit that's happening, but just more consistent updates about the state of the game as a whole. That's what I'd like. Will, that's it for the regular news. Kyle Games Watch! Sources. Call of Duty League is reverting back to 12 teams at major tournaments. This is by Corey Davis of .esports. Major tournaments for the 2022 Call of Duty League season will now feature all 12 teams instead of only eight after the league had a change of heart, sources tell .esports. Less than a month ago, the Call of Duty League announced its format for the 2022 season. Within the announcement, the league revealed that four different franchises would host four major tournaments throughout the year, but only eight teams could qualify for them, leaving the bottom four teams excluded from each major. One minor detail the league didn't announce to the public was that if the hosting franchise of a major tournament didn't qualify for the event, they would play the eighth-seeded team in a play-in style match for a chance to qualify for the event that they'd be hosting. What the fuck? <laughs> According to sources. This was one of the concerns for multiple franchise ownership groups and something they thought was unfair and lacked competitive integrity, especially considering the league wants regular season matches to, uh, uh, quote, matter, end quote. It's believed one reason for initially deciding on having eight teams at each major was due to viewership being low for uh, ninth to 12th seeded matches. Regardless of those numbers, the majority of franchise groups still wanted all 12 teams at each major from day one, but the league initially decided against it. The first major tournament will be hosted by Optic Texas with the date yet to be announced. The other three hosts are rumored to be the Minnesota Rocker, Toronto Ultra, and New York Subliners. All three cities were mentioned in a deleted tweet by the Call of Duty League Twitter page. These locations could still be could still potentially change though. But we got the we got the statement from the rocker saying that we didn't fucking know this. Yeah. We're working quickly to uh find a venue. Jesus Christ. On top of the four major tournaments this season, the league will also host a preseason kickoff classic tournament in January, a midseason pro am tournament featuring top challengers teams, and end the season with the 2022 playoffs and champs, which according to sources will still only have eight teams. Speaking of the kickoff classic, the official CDL 2022 kickoff classic bracket presented by Zenny gaming has been releases by call of duty league. Who do we play against first? The New York subliners or the Boston team who doesn't have a name yet. Whoever wins that series. Yeah. We play against on Saturday, the 22nd. Cool. 
hopefully they get the competitive settings flushed out by then and a third game mode. The third game mode, yeah. Will, enough about the negativity from me, though. Let's talk about a cool thing that's happening in Valorant. Did you see the new champ or whatever? I forget what they call them. The agent. The new agent reveal? Yeah, Spark. Yeah, Spark. Fucking finger guns, bro. Finger guns. Yeah. Shoots lightning out of her fucking fingers. Yeah. So, A, she's fast as fuck, boy. Yeah. She's got two, um, like, smoke walls. Yep. So, Phoenix is officially dead. <laughs> no, no reason to use Phoenix. Dude, I'm fucking stoked. She looks rad. She's overpowered right now. Oh, is she, is she in the... Uh, is she in like open? Is she released now? Like, I think so. Okay. Okay. People are saying she's overpowered. I think it's everyone says the new agents always overpowered until they learn the meta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she has like these, they like stun grenades that bounce and they leave like where they first bounce on the floor. Then the second spot, they leave like two basically wells that you get concussed or stunned that sure. you're in them. Um, and yeah, she has like a running, she can run. Yeah, she can run. She's like, uh, people are saying, don't use her for not like holding a sight. Just flank every time because you oh, can yeah. instantly run. If you want your fucking, like, talk about an, an entry fragger. Holy moly. Yeah. You can just get right in there. Walls up, run across. <laughs> All of a sudden, in your spawn. That, she's, oh my God, she's fast. I, I watched the video twice because the first time I watched it, I'm like, wait a second. Oh, these abilities look cool. Wait, is she is she really fast right now? And watch it again. I'm like, oh shit, she is really fast. Yeah, if you uh, want your, uh, she can slide too is one of her abilities. So like, it's like a quick slide out. So if you want your uh, fast movement in a game that really shouldn't have it, she just think if you have she's kind of judge. She's, she's kind of a yeah. So. Just fucking sprint that's what I slided with the dude, dude. So I've seen that where um basically it'll be like Ray's Jet and her will yeah. stand at the thing and they'll just boost to where the oh enemy team is God. with judges and it's just boom 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 boo, like it's nuts. It's the new meta, Will. Yeah, just fucking sprint judging. Hold W. Literally. Who cares about default setups and uh, slow playing sites? We're just going to ram this shit up your ass. Well, you uh, can go fast <laughs> as fuck, boy. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, I do think she looks cool. Though. She does look cool. Cool design. And the finger guns. It needs to be balanced from a competitive aspect. Or maybe sure. people just need to figure out how to counter it. Right. She is brand new. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to go in uh, ranked soon, if I'm not mistaken. I think she goes in before, um, like before some of the events start up. So there's that. Um, you know, talk about another game I want to play a little bit more of is Valorant. Had a lot of great times playing it last year um, with the amount of time that I played. Yeah, everyone kind of fell off of it. I was playing it solo for a while, then said, nah. <laughs> we got to get a new Val with the boys session started. Yeah, something. Yeah. But no, I think, I think she looks cool. And uh, I love how, like, with, with the, the content that they put out in Valorant, it is it is spread out pretty decently, but when they do bring it in, it, it hits pretty hard because they're when you bring in a new agent that can that can completely change the entire meta of the game. Um, when you bring in a new map, right, that just goes into the whole new rotation. It's a whole new map to learn. 
whole new setups. Uh, when it goes in the competitive rotation, you get to see it on land, so on and so forth. It's just a lot of cool stuff with that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what they're doing. And then uh, the last thing I wanted to add here, uh, something that I try to add every time this pops up because I really think it's cool. And uh, believe it or not, there is a little bit of Halo relation to it as well. Um, AGDQ 2022, awesome games done quick. It is a speed running marathon of video games for charity. Uh, they are raising money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation, um, if I'm not mistaken. You can check out the full schedule over at gamesonquick.com forward slash schedule. Um, again, link is in the Google Doc of the show. It's the show. You can click on that. You can check out all the games that are going to be played. It's It, it has already started um, on just this last Sunday, so yesterday. And uh, on Saturday, January 15th, there is a Halo CE Legendary run by Kronos. So if you want to check that out, it is taking place, I believe, in the afternoon of that Saturday. And again, check out the schedule. There's fucking tons of games being played. You're, there's bound to be one of your favorites in that list. Um, I think there's a Halo 5 run too. It could be wrong. I did not see one, but I guess I didn't look hard enough. So if there is one, that's fucking awesome too. See? Uh, there's typically a Halo run. There's usually a Halo run in each of these events. There's two major events a year. There's uh, AGDQ, which happens in the fall. And then there's SGDQ, which is Summer Games Done Quick, which happens, believe it or not, in the summer. And a fun fact, before COVID, uh, SGDQ was typically held here in Minnesota. Um, so that's that was kind of cool. But, uh, you know, COVID's a thing. So this event is remote, um, but the production quality is top-notch like always. So please tune into the streams. It's all week long, and uh, it doesn't stop either. It's just literally all week long. So you can tune into twitch.tv forward slash games done quick, watch some games being played. Um, and if you have the means to please donate to the prevent cancer, prevent cancer foundation. Also, I know I'm, I'm, I'm like promoting them, but this is, this is awesome. Uh, if you sub to them, uh, or I believe you donate bits to them, um, that counts as well towards donations and they have plenty of prizes that you can, uh, throw your hat in the ring for as well. Really cool community made prizes. Um, they got consoles to give away as well. Just a bunch of really cool shit. I love shouting them out every single time I have the opportunity to, and considering there's a halo run, what better opportunity? Um, and that's it for crowd. Another games watch, which means it's time for Wales Avengers of the Nailovers and voice cracks too. It's been a little while since I've had a voice crack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Will, what did you happen to play over the uh, last week? Played some Tarkov. Tarkov. Played Halo Infinite. The Tenrai event. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How'd Tarkov go? Tarkov, fine at points. My biggest issue with them right now is they can't get their servers figured out. They did a twip, Twitch drops mm. um, week, basically. And the servers got overloaded because people would just be signing in to claim their Twitch drops on Tarkov. And um, they did something that I thought was cool, which they added a queue. So if the server's old, if there's too much, you get waited in a queue to get in the game. Yeah. Um, to help mitigate this situation. Yep. But the it, servers were trash. Basically, you would uh, you'd finish a raid and you'd sit there looking at a spinny wheel for way too long. It was taking ten minutes to get into a game. It's like at, at some point I just said, "Screw it, I'm not playing." It's unfortunate. Okay. 
Um, well, I really want to play, but I was going to say, I really hope things get better because I know that especially with the Twitch drops, right? Like a lot of people, like you said, are really wanting to get in and that is a, another FOMO opportunity, but that is a cool opportunity to get something neat like in the game. Yeah. I, I did tweet though. I'm like, cause this, this isn't the first time, right? They've okay. done Twitch drops every wipe basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, you're. I, I tweeted at Battlestate being like, you're putting on this awesome event. You're bringing eyes to your game. You're getting people excited about it. And then they can't play the fucking game. Like literally you have content creators sitting there playing Slither IO on their, on their Twitch drop stream for Tarkov because they can't get in the game. Right. That's, that's get your shit together. If you want, if you're going to put on an event, your servers better be able to handle it. I get, it's beta. It's in the works. I was going to say, at least with Raleigh, with the amount of disconnects, at least the stream happened for a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> so you had more opportunities to get your drops. True. <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong. Sorry. The but shitter no. part of me is coming back out again a little bit. Well, no, I, it's one of those things where like, like you're, you're hurting, you're hurting your player base by not being able to, it's like you're trying to help your player base, but then you can't handle the player base you got. Right. There's a there's a big problem with um with queue times. I don't know how bad it is now, but there's a there's a uh, there was a at least at that time a big problem with queue times in Final Fantasy 14 as well, um because the new expansion to come out and everything. Yeah. Um and there's a lot of people who just have not had time to get in, and when you'd expect you'd have time to get in, you can't, and it's not not from the server stability issues, but just because there's a shit ton of people playing, and it's frustrating. It's just. Mm-hmm. But whether it be servers being uh, unstable or just the queue being so fucking large, it's it's frustrating because you want to take that time, you set a time, you set aside that time to play, and now you can't play. Yeah, so you could get in the queue. Sometimes there's been times I got in the queue and there's like 55, and I'm like, great, I'll be in in two minutes. There's other times where I've gotten in the queue and I'm 95,000, and I'm like, okay, I'll see Tarkov in an hour and a half, and and yeah. It sucks. And then when you get in, you're disconnecting from raids. The There's back-end errors, so, like, you, everything you just did, you've lost. Sure. Because That sucks, too. Yeah, and especially in that game, it, it, they just... They're so close. They're so close. So close. Uh, I will it, say, as a, as a silver lining, is that it is it is cool that there is that t- a little bit of a resurgence in that game as well that a lot of people are wanting to get in there. Well, it's, it's based around their systems, right? Like sure. they, and they re- they released a new map as well, which is also bringing people in. But um, like there's a certain point where people stop playing because you go through the task, you get to a certain point where it's like, okay, I, I really have nothing left to do in this game. Sure. So the people drop off. And then they wipe the game every so often so that it starts, you start again with nothing. You just start again. And a lot of people come back to the game because they usually wipe the game and they add something and they, they update it. So, and then they had a, uh, they had a cool Christmas event. I will say, uh, they had Christmas trees on all the maps. Ooh. Uh, you could, that sounds fun. You could craft a Christmas tree in your hideout and then you had Christmas lights all in your hideout, and then you could use the tree to craft like other items. 
but you had to find uh, ornaments. Like they had a white, purple, and red ornament that you could get on the map, on okay. maps as, as loot. Sure. Um, Santa was also on the maps. So he wore a Santa hat, had a big red bag. So it's not the Krampus situation in like Warzone or whatever? Uh, well, or in Vanguard, I mean? Yeah. So Santa, Santa, Santa was mean. Oh, that's right. If you shot him. On, yeah. Even if it, so like the, the thing about Tarkov is that it's very like, you're in a war zone, right? It's usually oh, yeah. shoot on sight. VoIP, VoIP has been hilarious though too, just by the way. VoIP is incredible. But um, sometimes you're fighting and all of a sudden you see someone run up and it's, it's you shoot at them and you're like, oh shit, that was Santa. And you have to bolt it because he'll mow your ass down. Like he is mean. Um, but if you didn't shoot him, you could walk up to him and he would do like a motion here and then he would point at the ground and he would literally drop you loot, which was hilarious. He's giving you presents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then it's also like someone could just be watching Santa and snipe your ass. But <laughs> That's a true statement. They but could. yeah, it's, 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 a, it was, they, I think they did a decent job. It's all out of the game now. So I'm fine. It's, it's, it's good. But, uh, yeah, Tarkov servers need some work. And then infinite said, I just played for my 10 event. Um, I don't know how I, I'm, I think I want to play competitive, but I'm getting a little bored of the maps. The same maps over and over again. Of Infinite? Yeah, of Infinite. Mm -hmm. I want to play more competitive of that. And, um, yeah, I, I've completely... I used to do every weekly challenge just to get the reward. Yeah. Um, I've stopped that because it doesn't feel rewarding. Kind of the same thing with finishing the battle pass. It didn't feel rewarding. Sure. Yeah. So I need, I, I want to, it's like, I want to play more of infinite, but I just, nothing's bringing me right now. Same. At the moment. Same. Well, what did, what did you play throughout the week, Josh? I played Destiny 2, mm -hmm. and I finally hit the 1320 power level that I was look, reaching towards. Nice. Yep. So now I just need to get some, uh, some people together and start running through Days of Eternity and uh, the dungeon, because I never ran the dungeon yet, and just keep working towards those triumphs so I can um, get that title that I've never gotten before. So, yeah, that's what I'm working towards there. Um, also played some Halo Infinite. Um, completed the all the weeklies for the Tenrai event mm -hmm. because FOMO. That's <laughs> literally the only reason why. And I also found it hilarious that the the – the ultimate reward, the capstone reward you got, was a visor. Was a fucking brown ass, poop looking visor. Granted, I will say this: you do get a much cooler looking one later on in the event pass, so that's neat. So I'm I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I am also looking forward to, um, like I was just using the Yoroi core f as a f joke, because it's just a fucking chonker, dude. Sure, and uh. And I have that, I, I had, I took it off, but I had that stance where he'd be like this, you know? And so at the end of every game, at the end of every game we won, I would just go, ha! Nice. Yeah, because that's what it looks like. It's yeah. like it's about to go Super Saiyan. Um, but no, in the event pass, I'm actually looking, because since the changes, um, I'm looking forward to like the uh, the devil looking helmet that's in there. Yeah. I think that looks cool. Um, now, granted, you're not going to be able to see the visor with it, but whatever. Uh, the AR skin that's in there, like the red and gold one that they have, I think that looks pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, they have like this this darkish blue, purpley visor that 
is a little bit later in the past that so there, there's things that I look forward to in that pass. A, I just wish it wasn't tied to the core. B, I wasn't wish it, I don't wish it was tied to Fiesta. But it is what it is. It's the event. Um, but yeah, for for Halo Infinite specifically, I'm I'm in that same boat where I mean I have that list of issues typed out, and uh, I just look back at it and I always remember that as much as I want to keep playing this game. Um, I have other games to play. So there's always other things to do. Um, hence why I've been playing destiny two a lot. And I also made a list of like with all the platforms that I have of all the games that I eventually want to play slash complete. So just a list to pluck away at as time goes on. So yeah, that's all I played. Will, let's get into some shout outs. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. This includes Infidel 401, A. Jake, Drama King Matt, A Dude, Tango Enforcer, and Colin. Thank you all so very much for the follows. Greatly appreciated. Enjoy your follower emotes. And then finally, happy belated birthday to the Tosh Meister himself. Tashi, happy belated birthday. Hope it was a good one. And uh, yeah, to another year. To to the first year of the HCS, to another year of you being you. I should have said the first year of HCS infinite-wise. To you being amazing. Happy birthday. And uh, yeah, good luck in the future with everything HCS-related. And personal, you know? doesn't have to just be Halo-related. Community Creations, Halo Memes Every Day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo Memes. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Meme Saturday is back on the Halo channel on Reddit. So if you want double the memes, you can check out Saturday, maybe. Meme Monday was so good. Meme Monday was the best. It really should have been Meme Monday, but whatever. Clips of the Week number 139 by High Tech Redneck. The YouTube video is out. Check it out. We have a show reel by Wonderboy. Seriously, HCS. Hey, Tashi. Hey. Um, and to the entire HCS team. Get Wonderboy back on the desk, please. Thanks. The HCS kickoff major Raleigh 2021 photo album by the HCS. We have the HCS Raleigh photo album by the princess of all sands. How I won HCS Raleigh by Renegade. And he, he included a little bit of a throwback in there to the old straight ripping montage with the intro song that was included in there. So I see what you're doing running again. I see you after formal left HCS Raleigh's by space station gaming. Great fucking video. Go check that out. Great video. Puckets all live fire top five. By Puckett. NAHCS Pro Series number one full recap by Proper. We have a really cool one here from Nick Meister. Um, a shout out to you, Nick, by the way. It's a Halo overlay. Now, Will, you talked about how cool it would be if, like, if the challenges were separated by the event pass and the normal. Yeah. You know, it'd be cool if you'd be able to, like, see the progress that you're making towards them. Mm-hmm. Well, not not for the first point, but more towards the second point. Uh, Nick Meister says, it's showcase time. 
I introduced to you the Halo Overlay, a new tool in the works that I want to get into public hands really soon. Now you'll be able to track challenges more easily and effectively in Halo Infinite. All feedback is welcome. So while you're playing the game, Will, while you're playing the game. Well, they show up in the top right corner. They show up. You can see your progress in the game. Holy shit. It's crazy. Hopefully that becomes a real thing. Like, in-house made. No offense to Nick Meister, I think that's fantastic that you're making in the first place. Hopefully this gets taken on and implemented within the full game. ANZ's new Halo superstar, the story of Alex Barcode Krismanovic. Or Krismanovic? I apologize for mispronouncing your last name, Barcode, but hey. It's an off-the-ground original. Go check that YouTube video out if you want to learn more about Barcode. There's a Halo docu-series coming soon by E-United. We have, speaking of E-United, Ryanube's new series called Behind the Curls, Inside the Mind of Ryanube. What a great name for a series. Behind the Curls. Yes. Episodes 1 and 2 are live now with the YouTube links, along with everything we talked about are in the Google Doc of the show and so the show. And then finally... The R slash competitive Halo Golden Boy AMA. It's my Golden Boy. Go, so go check that out. All the questions, all the answers, all the fun stuff in the thread included in the Google Doc in the show notes of the show. Exclamation point show notes in chat. Or if you're listening to the audio version of the show or checking out the VOD, it's in the description. So go check that out there. Will, it's all I got. Therefore... And uh, I don't want to jinx it, but hopefully OBS doesn't crash again. Would you mind plugging the show? Of course, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HTS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Podbean, Citrus Pie, and others as well. Pocket. Yes. If you'd like to join our Discord, you can join the community discussion. Links provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, or you can find it on our link tree on our Twitter. Oh, the link tree. Speaking of Twitter, come find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're, all, we're on those sites. We want to check out our YouTube for all the VODs, HTS Pro Talk. On YouTube, we're live on Twitch as I speak. Or if you're listening to this, we're probably not live anymore. But <laughs> come check us out. Usually Mondays at 7 p.m. Central on Twitch.tv/slash/hsprotalk. You can go to hsprotalk.com also for everything hsprotalk. Check it out. There's a little bit of a site revamp as well. Will yeah, go uh, go take a look if you're interested. Take a look. It's in a book. The reading rainbow. And then don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolve. Go check out their shows, Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Book Club, Build With Blocks, and Halo Headlines. For all your lore missions, books, blocks, and top Halo news stories. Josh, what do we have on the next episode? Well, Will, hopefully a normal week of competitive Halo. Hopefully there's no cheating allegations. A normal week that exists. I, right? It's crazy. I know. Hopefully there's a, there's like less angst. And more like, that was a fucking cool play. That was a cool series, bro. This game's great. Mangler's dope. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. All right, all right. Positivity, you know, as much as you can. And then also the last thing I want to say, Snag also put it, yes, there is a Halo 5 run for AGDQ 2022. It is on Thursday at 8.15 p.m. Uh, in whatever his time zone is, and that's by Gothrend. That's who the run is by. So you have two, two Halo runs 
that are going to be in there. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. With that, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for episode 217 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. I want to thank you very much for watching, for tuning into the live show. Hope you have a phenomenal night. If you're watching the VOD, listening to the audio version of the show, I hope you have a great night as well. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have the best week ever. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to wish you the same thing next episode, but I mean, hey, every week. I hope every week's a fucking good week, okay? Um, yeah, I really don't have much else to say other than uh, we got to splice these two VODs together again. And uh, maybe I'll do some, I'll, I'll do some um, testing, like network testing, because you, you can have a, you can do a bandwidth test. Yeah, yeah. To where it doesn't actually go live, but you're live. So I'll do I'll do a little bit of that test over the week, see if we can dial some things in, make it so it doesn't happen again. Um, but again, for everybody listening, for everybody watching, thank you so much. Um, next week is hopefully going to be a fun one, and we'll see what happens in this next pro series of events. Guys, we'll see you next week. But until then. <laughs>